wizard and welcome back to the Wizards of Econ podcast. This is Noemi, I am your host and I will have the pleasure to stay here with you for the next 20 minutes to chat about a very interesting topic, how to start a private label on Amazon. This is going to be a beginner's guide to selling on Amazon. And the way how I came up with this topic, I was looking up recently how to start a YouTube. I am really interested in starting my own YouTube channel, coming up with a few cool tricks on Amazon advertising, like maybe short videos. And I was just looking up how to start and where to start. And it was this gentleman called Ali Abdal. Hopefully I'm not mispronouncing his name, but he was presenting his view on how to start a YouTube channel. And it was a beginner's guide to YouTube. And while I was five minutes into the video, it just so much resonated with me because the way how he put together the whole video and the whole framework, it was from beginner stage until intermediate and until you are really advanced and you know what you're doing when it comes to YouTube. And that was really an aha moment for me. I realized, oh my gosh, this is exactly how it's in our business. For us e-com sellers, we are just, as he described, First, when we are starting out, what are the things that we are thinking at? How are we measuring things? And which are the things that we are looking into? Once that we become intermediate sellers, what are the steps that we are taking? And until the end point, when we are pretty advanced sellers, knowing what we are doing, we have clear metrics, we have clear purpose for the business, clear goals, and we eventually end up selling our business. So without further ado, I want to present to you these three stages of life of a private label owner. How to start a private label on Amazon. Let the show begin. First off, you just found out about e-commerce. You found out that there's a way how to make money online and that you can create your own product, bring it to Amazon, sell it on Amazon. And that was the most exciting moment ever for you. Because if you are just like me, who was like navigating on YouTube and trying to see how can I make some extra money, this is the get going stage. At this stage, what you are going to do probably just as I was doing, looking up a lot of content, a lot of YouTube videos, maybe at this point, even consider buying a course or joining uh, communities who are offering maybe free training, maybe paid training, maybe you bought a course at this point, but everything that is focused on Amazon and FBA and how to do this step. At this point, you will notice that once that you declare that you want to learn about this, no one really will care about the fact that you are looking up a new way for yourself to make money. But at this point, what is going to be very important for you is that you're going to get confidence that, hey, someone else walked this way, they are successful, or at least it's what they are saying online, and that if they could do it, then also I could do it. This is the most crucial part. We want to learn about the process. We want to learn about what it takes. How you could maximize this stage is reaching out to suppliers, joining a community that offers training or offers a course or everything that is focused on FBA. The best advice that no one gave me is reading up Amazon's DOS, because that's very, very important, especially if you're not part of a group, if you're not part of a community, at least knowing what are the things that you need to do in order to bring products to Amazon, which type of products can you bring, for which products can you advertise, for which you cannot. This is just getting a general idea of what is going on with private label. If you, my dear listener, are currently in this stage, something I wish I would know more is reading up on all the 
policies of the platform. Second, understanding that there's such a thing as patent for product that is currently sold on Amazon. Once that you're going to look up your products, make sure that you're going to check patents and understand which products are patented and which not, and at least have an understanding that there's such a thing. And if you would end up having a product that has a pattern, you're going to make your journey way harder than it should. One more tip here is to list down your skills gained during your current job and see how to leverage your skills in the learning process. A very important step that most people would miss. If you think of Amazon or if you think of transitioning into private label as this is a totally different thing and I have no experience, you'll probably end up acting as a beginner when I am 100% sure that in your current job already you have a lot of experience, so just list down everything what you're currently doing in your job. So after you've done all this research, try to look at this business as a relationship, right? And I really like that this metaphor that uh, I was giving that each business that you start, when you're starting, it's really like a relationship. It can be a casual relationship, it can be a serious relationship, but after gaining more experience and understanding what it's all about, you can actually break up, right? So you can break up also with the idea. And it's going to be very important for you at this stage, once that you learned about the platform, once that you understand what private label means, once that you understand what it will take on your side, how many hours it will take, let's say 5 to 15 hours per week to invest into learning this model to just really sit down and decide okay am i going to break up with this business model is this for me do i realistically have 5 to 10 15 hours 20 hours per week to invest into this business and based on your answer you might end up in recognizing look i really this is really not for me right now and i should really not pursue any more private label. Or you might think, hey, I am willing to do this, but I am willing to do it on a casual basis. And casual usually what it's going to mean is that you are kind of serious about it, but you're not serious enough to measure your success. Maybe you're going to decide, hey, I am 100% serious about it and I am 100% invested in the 5, 10, 15 hours per week into learning what it takes to become successful in this business and become a real business owner, real private label owner. And this is the point where we are going to transition into getting good. I really like Ali how he was putting this, like getting good is really about two things, about quantity and quality. So in order to get better at whatever you're currently doing, you should do it more often. Because at the end, quantity has quality on its own. So the more products you're going to analyze, the more suppliers you're going to get in touch with, the more marketing ideas on how to advertise your upcoming products you're going to have, the better will you become at understanding what is a good product, what is a good supplier, what is a good way to advertise your product. And that's what we are focusing on during this stage, getting good at 
understanding what it takes and just doing it and just repeating and repeating and finding more information. A tip that I would like to give you is the more laser focused content you're going to consume, the more knowledgeable are you going to become. Once that you decided that you are going to go for private label, everything that is private label related, that is something that you should look up. You should not look into other business types. You should not look into, let's say, online arbitrage, wholesaling, even though those Business models might be also a good fit for you. If you made a plan, if you made up your mind, just follow through and see how can you gather a lot of information that is very, very relevant to your business. Uh, this is something that happened to me and as a beginner, I didn't really know what is the best because everyone was coming from a level where they were way more advanced. So their strategies were way more advanced than mine. And then I wanted to up my game as well. But what I ended up with, it's a ton of very important and very um, interesting topics or knowledge, but it wasn't laser focused on this is what I have to do, this is what I wanted to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. So just heads up to you, if you're in this current stage of getting good, make sure that you, the content that you're going to consume, it's laser focused on whatever you want to do right now. Something else, your focus should be on getting 1% better each time you dedicate time to improve your skills. When I started as a beginner, I was overwhelmed. There was a very much information out there that I know almost nothing about and I got overwhelmed and I wanted to learn about so many things so fast and I just want to know it all, right? But understanding that there is a process and the most important thing for you is going to be to get 1% percent better each time and according to atomic habits it's enough to have one percent improvement over a year every day because that is going to compound into a 37 percent improvement over the year getting good at one thing then a bit improving it and a bit improving it, then changing maybe but the change is still within the same business model it's going to help you tremendously to scale the whole process and to not stay and wonder because Whenever someone comes into this business and they are especially new, they are wondering a lot. They are a lot between this excitement and fear, excitement, fear, excitement, fear. And here, if you are serious about, I want to do private label and I'm going to improve 1% every day in a very focused way, you're going to be way ahead and you will have something that I wish I was told when I started out, which I didn't. You will have a huge advantage, statistically 37 improvement over the year, which is stunning. After a number of trials and error, maybe after looking up for 50 products, talking to 50 suppliers and considering maybe 15 ways, yes, I said 15 ways, not only PPC advertising, which I love. So 15 ways to advertise your product. You should be able to list down what it takes to find a good product, find good suppliers, and having a good marketing and good knowledge of the platform and marketplace you are going to sell on. So this is really important. I'm going to repeat it once again. After a number of trials and errors, after looking at 50 products, 50 suppliers, and considering 15 ways to advertise, just sit down and list down what it takes to find good products, good suppliers, good marketing, good knowledge of the platform and marketplace you are going to sell on. This is going to bring us to the second part, which is quality. What quality basically means is you will ask yourself, what does becoming good mean when it comes to creating your own private label and selling it on Amazon? 
So you're going to go look at budget and fees, ROI, FBA fees, shipping, 3PL, warehouse, employees, and all and basically everything that is going to consume money, softwares, bookkeeping, and all the kind of stuff. But here, maybe the most important that's going to be on a product level is like budget and fees when it comes to your product. Do you have the ROI that you can afford a healthy ACOS and advertise your product? Are your FBA fees going to eat up all the, all the income that you plan to have for the second uh, second to buying the second uh, sorry our cats just came in to buying the second batch of your products and for advertising so budget and fees you should focus on that just write it down and understand those numbers because those numbers are the next that you're going to build upon your empire product quality are you considering product inspection if yes which are the inspection companies that you get in touch to then also same or higher quality than your competitor has when it comes to your product quality that is important maybe for that you're going to have a few samples sent from your competitors to your home and if you see that hey i really like this sample and maybe your a supplier also is going to send you a sample you're going to match those two and see is my product at least as high quality as my competitors are crucial? Most people are not talking about this whenever they are starting, but this is really something that can make or break your business. Packaging. Packaging is the next thing. Is there something that I can add on the packaging side to really set apart from my competitors? Branding. What can I do branding-wise that I really stand out? Amazon listing SEO. What do I know about Amazon listing SEOs? Is there such a thing as honeymoon period? If yes, what are the things that I should look into? Then Amazon PPC advertising, CPC costs, coupons, deals, wine reviews, videos for SPV and storefront. So here I'm adding a lot of things that probably you might not be thinking right out of the bed when you're starting, but these are the things that seasoned sellers when they are looking up product and planning to start on amazon these are the things that they are looking up uh, first right and then if there's a customer support because that's also something that probably at the beginning stage it won't take up a lot of your time but do you have a structure for customer support and how does that has to look like do you have to create these few templates that once that the customer is reaching out you will be able to send it to them so thinking of all the things that could go right or could go wrong in your business already is going to help you tremendously to be 10 steps further than anyone else who just has no clue what they are doing and they want to start an amazon the focus here should not be that you want to get a degree in learning all the skills or all the things that I was talking about. You don't want a, a master degree in business or design or in understanding listing SEO or customer support or PPC advertising. No. The idea would be here, which are the things that you personally can learn at least at intermediate level to understand what you need to do and second which are the things that you will need to delegate getting back to what means good there are two measurements of good one that is intrinsic so this is the internal compass we have about our own product how do we see our own product i liked how ali was mentioning putting your product to a cringe test do you feel good about sourcing that product how does it looks and the value that it offers to your next potential customer and if you do feel good then it's great but if you look at it and you think like uh, this is not the best product i would personally not give like i don't know 50 dollars to buy this product well your 
Next, potential consumer will think just the same way. They will not give $50 to buy the product. And the second part here is going to be the extrinsic. So this is basically what others think about your product. How to test if someone else thinks your product that is good? There are several ways to test, maybe images, maybe uh, you can really be creative with people, so it's not only about images. Maybe ask if you were offered this product versus this product, which which one would you choose and why? And here it should be like similar products. Maybe you're going to uh, have pictures similar to your competitors or even your competitors' products there and say, okay, this is my competitor's products, this is my product. You won't actually say it, but out of these two products, which one would you choose, right? So that would be one of the metrics that you're going to track. Which one product your next potential consumer would choose and why? And the second one, how many people would leave reviews on the product and what kind of feedback is there left. So once that you already, let's say at this stage, you already launch your listing and then you're going to analyze it. Okay, this product or this listing is good in my opinion, but people are not buying it. It's going to be very crucial, especially since Amazon, it's ever-changing and everything has to be top-notch if you want to compete on Amazon, especially on Amazon. US, but once that someone sees the product, are they clicking on it? Are they buying the product? What type of reviews are they leaving on the product? That is going to be the clearest way how to see this extrinsic value uh, that I was talking about. What others think about your product? Maybe in your point of view, your product is perfect. However, your end customer who's buying the product, it's not considering it that way. So looking at these two outcomes, what do you Think about your own product and what does your end customer thinks about your product yet again is going to differentiate you from newbie sellers and then getting back to the second choice so is this going to be a hobby or is this going to be a business because even if as a hobby you might invest time but you might probably be not uh, so decisive and not so strategic about what is going to happen. Maybe you will say, oh yeah, I think that Amazon is a good idea and I'm just going to throw that product and see what is going to happen, but I have to wait one more year or so on. So uh, that is more a casual type of relationship if you remember what we were talking about relationships. So is this a hobby level? Do you want to still keep this business as a hobby level? Are you in 5 hours, 10 hours, 20, 20 hours maybe? Or do you really want to bring it at the next level? Do you really consider this is my full time, I'm going to invest 100% of my time in it and I'm going to make it work? Why this choice is so important is because um, if you're going to treat your business still at hobby level, even if you are successful, for example, what happened to us when we started, even if I treated our business as a business, I didn't really had the know-how. We didn't have a business before. I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know about all the things that I'm talking to you about. Why is it Amazon listing SEO important? What type of things should I look at? So I was all the time like improving, improving, but I didn't had this is a business and I have to think about it as a business. I have to have clear goals for the business. I have to have clear systems, clear SOPs on the way how I'm going to make this business. This is going to bring us to the third part, which is 
you are getting smart. There are three parts to getting smart workflow. This is a business that I am 100% invested in and want to make it successful. Then you're going to think how to strategize and how to systematize your business. And when it comes to strategizing, you will see goals. What does your dream PL looks like in three months? How about in a year? How about in five years? And just sitting down and writing that down is going to clear your mind because until now it was clutter it was so much information it was always reacting to whatever happens this would be the point when you're going to sit down and plan out hey i love this i am good at this this business can really bring in a lot of money if i'm planning it correctly so which goals do i want to achieve in order to see myself to have my dream pl business in three months in one year, in five years, maybe in 10 years, if you're going to go that round. So sitting down and planning clearly out these goals are going to help you bring clarity to whatever you're doing right now. Second is niche and target audience. So what are the things that you personally like and enjoy? What are the things that you're good at? What is the type of audience you want to target? And how can you bridge what are you already really good at to what your target audience is looking for. At this point, I would say that I don't really see very many businesses that are very, very successful who didn't nail this part already. Because especially on Amazon, you really have to know what you're doing. You really have to understand the keywords. You, you have to understand how Amazon functions, right? And one mistake that is like one childish mistake, it's enough. To get you out of the business maybe you didn't look up tos maybe you just messed up the patent part and you just brought the product on the platform and everything is well and just like suddenly your listing shuts down which are the things that you are already good at and that you can bring it to your audience it's going to make you really differentiate a me too product maybe from something that is hey this is a good product has a longer lifetime than a me too product would be. So knowing your niche and targeting your audience, it's going to make the difference here. The third thing in strategizing is competitor analysis. Becoming an expert in your space, basically. Find all the relevant content about your product and learn what your competitor does, what are they doing and figure out their strategy. What pictures do they use? What keywords, what videos? How do they increase organically their reviews? This is going to be crucial since if someone already figures something out, you just have to understand what are they doing and then build on top of that, right? So as I was saying at the beginning of the show, I am not good at strategy. (laughs) So this goes totally against my affirmations, but Honestly, I don't have a strategic background. For me, it's effort to strategize things. However, when I put to my mind that I have to strategize, I am going to look up content that is already great on the wild internet and I'm going to see how can I take something that everyone already used successfully but make it into my own stuff, right? So as I was giving the example with the video I was just watching on YouTube content, I am not talking about YouTube, I'm not copying someone else's content, but what I am doing, I'm copying everything what they already did brilliantly in uh, their delivery, in their content, in their structure, in their framework, and I'm bringing the same thing here into this episode, and I'm looking through the same lenses with my expertise. Amazon is my expertise, so I'm going to bring you that 
extra cherry on top that is me and what I learned already. And this brings up to the next point of strategizing with this, which is competitor advantage. What is my unfair advantage or what is your unfair advantage? What are you already an expert at that you can use within this business model? I understand how Amazon works and I just made the connection. I made the connection and now I can further my knowledge. Anyone listening at this episode can know, okay, these are the strategies and then I just have to find out where am I at this point and really make it possible to be successful within um, my private label business. So this is my, my unfair advantage, understanding Amazon and understanding how to apply all this. Uh, strategies here to help you better. Then planning. Planning is the next part of strategizing. When it comes to planning, traction is your go-to book to help you understand what is good planning. Another favorite of mine is working backwards. These two books is something that we are currently using in also in our agency and also for our PL brands. Understanding how to plan, how to have a quarterly planning and how to work backwards from where we want to see ourselves in three months, six months, a year, and three years. This is something that helps with clarity. And then you will see that once that you hit your quarterly course, you'll be, oh shoot, I want more. I want, I am really motivated now because you have clarity and you see the direction that you're going towards. Next point of strategizing is pivoting. So here you're probably going to figure out what direction you want to go to uh, next, based on your personality, the experience that you got or gained over time, and the feedback from your customers. And the second part of workflow is systemize. Uh, this is a stage that will transform your business in a well-oiled machine. Shout out to the Image Revisited book. That is something that I read around uh, at the beginning of the year, I think. And that was my aha moment when I understood hey, this is what every successful business owner is doing and apply to their business. They are creating systems, processes, and then SOPs. And this is why they are successful. Once that you're going to take your business seriously, have your goals in plan, and then start to systemize whatever you're currently in your business, you will see it's going to be a huge difference how it was before and how it is now. To summarize, the systemize phase for me personally is seeing things clearly and taking out emotion of everything what is happening and by doing that you will have a lot of fun and you will feel good about yourself because you truly built something until you don't have systems in place and processes in place as much as it hurts me to say because I was you one year ago you don't have a business. You have something that it worked out really well for you, but that's not necessarily a business. You created something, but you are not owning it. So I will highly advise you to create systems for your business if you don't already have them. This is going to conclude the workflow of what it takes to get smart uh, for cash flow and for outflow. Cash flow is basically value and products. For this, I am not your expert in, but I definitely want to bring on someone whom I can really interview for you and also for myself to understand how people think. For example, Carlos, he is thinking whenever he's launching a brand that he will have at least 40 products for his brand. For me, that's like, okay, wow, how do you think about that? So probably he is going to be one of our next guests on understanding cash flow, what is the value that uh, we can bring and which are the products or how to build our products. 
And the third part of getting smart is outflow, which is hiring and management. For this, we already had Yoni Kosminski on the show and he was talking exactly about the steps, how to hire someone, which are the things that you should be looking at and how should you systematize. I'm going to write in the show notes the episode number. However, what I would like to have also someone else more recently Probably it's exactly the same thing, but when it comes to hiring and management, at least to know how to hire someone, which are the qualities that you should be looking for and which are the red flags, because that's when business really starts, when you're going to manage people and when you're going to have a team and when you're going to, you know, really be in the meat and potatoes of what it takes to be a real business owner and having a business and not having a business that is solely dependent on you, but it's depending on other people's. Let me quickly sum up the stages that we've gone through. We have three stages, the get going, the get good and get smart. And I am so curious to know in which stage are you currently in? Just reach out on our Telegram group chat. You can join if you're not already a member by accessing amazongroupchat.com and just say hello, let us know, let Carlos and me know which stage are you in currently. And with all pride aside, I thought for a very long time that I was really good and I was really smart about my business. However, only during this year, I realized that most business owners that are really smart, they have systems and processes in place. And that's something that I've been working on for the past six months, still working on it. But now everything is more clear, more easier and more easily accessible. Till next Wednesday, be good. Let me know what stage are you currently at and let me know how can we help you with your business, maybe bring better guests, better advices, better everything what you need right now within the journey you're currently on with your Amazon PL business. Till then, be good, take care.